theyeshiva.net. So we're in the middle of the Maimer Oz Yashir by the Balatanya, published, printed in Torah, Ur, Parshas, Beshalach, the Maimer of Kriyas Yamsov, exploring the real reason why the Jewish people had to go through the experience of Kriyas Yamsov. It wasn't just a necessity to save them, they could have been saved in many different ways. God's imagination is fertile and infinite. Furthermore, Toysavis writes in Erkendav Tesvav that they went out from the same side they came in. Furthermore, we see that there is a mitzvah to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim every single day, just like the Torah says is a mitzvah to mention there's a mitzvah to mention Kriyas Yamsaf each day, just like the Torah says, the mitzvah to mention. There's a mitzvah to mention Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim every day. There's also a mitzvah to mention Kriyas Yamsaf every day. Nonetheless, the question is why? Why is it so important to mention it every day? So one perspective is because it's these great miracles that existed in the genesis of Jewish history that really made us who we are. This is our collective memory, our collective consciousness. Why specifically Kriyas Yamsov? It should be a mitzvah to mention all the ten plagues. But there's no, it's Kriyas Yamsov. So from all of this, the Alter Rebbe develops the idea, that there is something internal about Kriyas Yamsov that needed to happen in the beginning of the Jewish journey. In many ways, Kriyas Yamsov represents and captures the Raisin the Yetra, the mission statement of Jewish existence and our role in the world, collectively as Jews and individually, each one of us individually as well. And we mention it every day, we talk about it every day in the davening, a big part of davening is occupied by the story of the splitting of the sea, by the song that followed, that's in Pesukah Zimra. And then later, before Shemayin Esra, the bracha Ezras, Emes V'yatsev, the bracha that we say after Kriyashma, which begins with the words Emes V'yatsev, Enoch V'kayim, and concludes Tilgal Yisrael, a huge part of that is devoted to the story of the splitting of the sea, the salvation of the Jewish people who walked through it, and the drowning of the Egyptians who were submerged in the water, like we say each day. Yamsuf Lahem Bakata, Zaydim Tibata, Didim Havarvi, Didim Havarta, Vaichasumayim Sarem Echad Memle Noiser, Alzois Shipcha Hovim Verem Mulakel, Venosni Didim Zmidois, Shidais Vesish Bachas, Brachas Vaidais, etc. That's the whole section of Ezras. And we finish Shira Chadasha, Shibchu Gaulim, Lashim Chagadl, Al Svasayam. This is the intro before Shmenasra. So we, we have to understand that Kriyas Yamsuf is a central motif in the understanding of what it is to be a Jew and what the Jewish people are. I'm bringing a benkel. Okay. So, what was the main point that we learned? Very briefly, mamish briefly, and those who are here for the first time, I will suggest that you hear the previous four classes on this Maimir, so that you should be able to really get it, because uh, this, is a, this is a deep Maimir, 
This is the fifth, the fifth class on Az Yasha. But very briefly, the Balatanya introduced us to the two worlds of Alma de Galia and Alma de Skasya. Or one is called Yabasha and one is called Yam. One is dry land and one is sea. One represents a place where everything is individuated in a very conspicuous way. You could see conspicuously the diversity of existence, of creation, versus the Yam, where everything is covered, is it's covered by the waterbed. Furthermore, furthermore, and the second point and the first point are, of course, dependent upon each other. They're just two points that are clearly made in the Maimir. Furthermore, in the Yabash, it's not just everything is seen as individuated. It's that our connection to our source of life does not necessitate that we should be hidden and submerged in it. We all depend on the earth, but we stand above the earth. We can even go into a building and elevate ourselves significantly above the earth. In one of the transcripts of the Maimah by Reb Moshe, the, I think it's Reb Moshe, the son of the Alter Rebbe, printed in my Mori Admir Azak and Tovkov Samach Gimel, 1803, he has an expression there that his father said, or he wrote it, that creatures of earth could spend a significant amount of time by Avir Hashemaimah. <laughs> they could fly, they could stay in the air, right? Very, very distant from the earth, even though we're all dependent on earth. This is interesting, because in 1803, we did not spend time in airplanes. We did not spend time in the air. Birds could spend time in the air, but other creatures couldn't spend time in the air. <laughs> we could spend time on, on, on the ground, on the earth. We could elevate ourselves. You can go onto a mountain, or you can go into a tall building. But that's what he says in the Maimir. Interesting. Tovkov Samach Gimel. It's fascinating. Of course, it's exactly 100 years before the Wright brothers, literally. 1803, is what, this mime was said 100 years before the Wright brothers gave us the gift of uh, aviation, which of course changed the landscape of humanity. The fish, on the other hand, is not just concealed. I don't see it. For the fish to live, it needs to be submerged in the water inconspicuous. And this represents two states of consciousness. One is which the eye is individuated and distinct. The other is where the eye is completely submerged in the source of life. It's not conspicuous. One is a state in the souls of Almadis What is their Metzius? What is the definition of their existence? The Bittl, the alignment with infinity to the point that the eye is completely transparent. What is it transparent of? It's a channel for the divine eye. There's no uh, blockages, and therefore there's no eye. Because all, all the definition of eye is mamalakal almond. Mamalakal almond is the way the divine is structured and tailor-made and harnessed and restricted and compressed within vessels that allow there to be individuation, to be identity. The Yam represents Seyv of Kalalman. Yesh, Koina, Oilamai, Basha, Achas. It's that Shah Achas. 
that one machshava, one thought that encompasses all of reality, all of time, all of space, all of matter, all of past, all of present, all of future. We applied it possibly to the two experiences in each person. I need to be attached, I need to be connected, and I also need to be me. And both are real needs in people. If you cut off one from the other, you're, you're not in touch with the human condition. We try to do that, because sometimes it's easier, it seems easier, but it's not, because it catches up on you, catches up to you. Both are true. I need to be connected. We need connection. We need intimacy. To live life functionally, to live life well, to live a meaningful life. We need deep connection. And real connection is where I can dissolve in you. I can I can melt away in you. But I also need to be me. <laughs> I also need to be me, yeah? That's so why we go to therapy because we can't figure out which is more important. <laughs> is it more important for me to melt away in you, to be really connected to you, to dissolve to be able to dissolve myself, or is it more important for me to be me? <laughs> I have to be me. I have to be authentic to myself. This is not an easy uh, question to answer. This question is probably uh, at the heart of, I don't know, 90% of marital strife. I'm not talking about if there is Khalila, you know, clear mental illness or uh, personality disorder. That's, that's another issue which, which on a deeper level may also be connected to this. But I'm talking about the regular tension. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 the, it's the tension of life in spiritual Isis it's Amadis Kassin Amadis Galia the world in which the I is is aligned with the source of existence the fish doesn't want to be seen the fish wants to be in a mikveh 24-7 you take the fish out of the mikveh it's death it's not, it's not, oh, let's take you out of the water so we could show you off, so you could display your talents. That's death. For me to be seen is death. For me to be not seen is life. <laughs> That's Alma discuss. You have to get that. Right? By the Yabash, it's the opposite. For me not to be seen, to put the creature, to take a mammal and put it him, put him in the earth, that's burial. That's death, chas v'shalom. For life for me is to be seen. Do I want to be seen or do I not want to be seen? I'm not just talking about by other people, by me too. By me too. This is this is this is the, the tension between Metzius and Bittl. The, the the richness of Chsidis of the Alter Rebbe's Maimarim is that this goes back all the way to the beginning. This is the perceived split between Mamalik Kalalman and Saif of Kalalman. Mamalik Kalalman is the way Hashem creates room for Metzius, Soiv of Kalalman is the way divinity creates the Bittl. And both are very real. Mamala Kalalman is not a fairy tale, it's not a mistake. 
It's essential to the fabric of creation. Malak Alman means Hashem fills the worlds, which in other words means He creates diversity. Diversity is also divine, because the divine energy is restricted and compressed and channeled to create the unique chemistry of every nivra. So I am not you is not fake, it's real. And you are not me is also real. <laughs> Works both ways, by the way. I told you once, there's a t-shirt I'm easy to get along with once you learn to worship me. <laughs> you that's, that's, what is that? That's, there's only me. There's something called narcissistic personality disorder. <clears throat> there was once a joke, somebody said, if you want to drown a narcissist, what do you do? You put mirrors on the bottom of the ocean. But what we're learning here is that at the bottom of the ocean, there's no mirrors. At the bottom of the ocean, there's oneness. But for us, that means drowning. That means chas v'shalom, the opposite of life. For the fish, that's life. <laughs> Keep me inside there. If you put, you tell the fish, let's go on a cruise so you can enjoy the view. <laughs> you take the fish on the boat to enjoy the crew view and we know what happens. Becomes fish for Shabbos, gefilte fish for Shabbos. By the way, it says in Kabbalah that the souls of tzaddikim are reincarnated into fish. And this is the reason. Souls of tzaddikim, if they have to come back, sometimes they go into fish. Not only that, I'm not going to get into this at length now. Be'ez HaShem, we have to reshare this on this one day. Did you ever notice that we are, we are allowed to eat, halachically, living creatures. You have to do it with sensitivity. You have to know the purpose of it. But fish, you don't have to shecht. The Gemara says in Chulun, right? Im yesef, hasifa, dogim, just, just take it out of the water and it's ready. A, a chicken that just dies, even if the chicken dies naturally, you're not allowed to eat the chicken. It's treif, it's a novella. A behemoth just dies, even a kosher animal, you're not allowed to eat it. It has to go through a process of shechita. A fish is just dead. You're allowed to eat it. And the Gemara in Yechulun discusses it. There's a debate about it. And the Gemara learns it out from Parshas Baloischa. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Hashem, if you gather all the fish, will there be enough? In other words, fish, you only need to gather. A behemoth, a mammal, let's say a cow, a bull, a sheep, a goat. These are all kosher. A giraffe, well, good luck with a giraffe. But uh, they're all kosher. An antelope, whatever it is that's kosher, you need shechita. And not just shechita, you need shechita in two simonim. You have to cut the esophagus, you have to cut the trachea. Chicken also needs shechita, one simon, either the esophagus or the trachea. And fish doesn't need any shechita. What's the real, what's the deeper reason for this? I'm just going to mention the point. Fish represent the nefesh alakis. Chickens, birds, represent the nefesh asichlis. And mammals represent the nefesh Bahamas. Fish submerged in water. This represents the nefesh alakis of a person, the divine consciousness of a person, meaning the aspect of I that is completely one with the divine I. There's no need for shechita. You don't need a metamorphosis fish. You don't need a metamorphosis fish. Now, of course, it doesn't mean... Fish are a metaphor for it. Fish are everything in the physical world mirrors and reflects the transcendent. So fish represent the nefesh alakis. Over there, this complete bittel, this complete oneness, that's Almadis Kasya. 
And that's the very depth of my, that's, that's the very deep part of me. Bittal doesn't mean repressing yourself. A fish doesn't get repressed by putting it in water. It means coming to life. <laughs> For the nefesh, alakiz, being in the water is life. That's the power of the mikveh. That's why cleanliness comes from the mikveh. I allow my eye to dissolve in the oneness. And over there, there's no toxicity. There's no trauma. There's no tumma. There's no impurity. You come out of the water and you're a new metzius. A, ga- a convert, a ger, goes to the mikveh, comes out of the mikveh as a new metzius, like a new soul. There's like a rebirth. I'm just giving you different examples to appreciate this idea. Chickens represent, birds represent a rational soul because they could stay up in the air, but they can also come down. And that's what rationality is. The mind can uplift you, but the mind can also take you down. And then you have the mammals, which always stay on the earth. They're terrestrial creatures. <laughs> They're the Nefesh Bahamas, the animal soul, which never looks up to heaven. Right? Over here, you need shchita. Depends what type of shchita. There's shchita in two simonim, shchita in one simonim. It's for another shir. I'll call upon him. This is two parts of a person. Alma discuss it. He's from water. Moshe is all water. And that's why Moshe can't speak. For Moshe speaking is a compromise to his very existence performing, being on display, communication. Moshe is submerged in the source. He's always receiving. Speech is articulating the infinite within finite verbiage, and that's contradictory to, contradictory to Moshe. What's the Chiddush of Kriyas Yamsuf? The Chiddush of Kriyas Yamsuf is the synthesis. It's not that God... says, you don't need the Yamsuf, just stay in the Yabasha. No, I want you to walk in the Yam, the Yabasha. In other words, to be individuated in the sea. It's not that they go, you know, God could have done another miracle. They could have gone into the sea and be like fish. <laughs> if he wants, we'll swim under the water. We'll swim under the water. Huh? Walk on top of the water like the story of the Basham You know, the story of the Basham Tov, also not for now. Stir the Basham if he put a handkerchief, he walked up. He could have done a lot of things. He didn't do that. He split the water and they went in. In other words, Kriyas Yamsuf is the synthesis of the two, the fusion of the two. That's why we talk about it every day, Kriyas Yamsuf. That's why it was the introduction to Matan Torah. That's why it is such a pivotal moment in Jewish history because it wasn't just a physical miracle that they went through the water and it was a wow. Certainly it was a wow, no question. But the essential message of Kriyas Yamsov is one that we attempt to reenact daily in our lives. To be able to create a fusion between myself as an individuated person within my own authentic persona and the antithesis of that, which is the complete oneness with the source. How do you fuse the two? The Alter Rebbe said, for this we go to Atzimus. We have to go back to the core that transcends finiteness and infinity, transcends Mamale and Soiviv, transcends Ayin and Yesh, transcends Metzius and Bittl, transcends the state of Yabosha and Yam, 
And therefore, the yam could be yabasha. The yabasha could be yam. That's what music, real music represents. That's why the Jewish people say, Ashira Lashem Kigoiga. You know why I sing? Because he's Goiga. He's above being above. Goi, number one, is Saivav. It's above Kalim. It's one Machshava, Sha'achas. Yesh Koina Ilami Bashachas. If the Yesh wants to be Koina the Ilam, you have to go back to Sha'achas. If you want to really start living, you have to align yourself with Sha'achas. With the all encompassing, with the all encompassing oneness of creation, yesh. When you're a yesh, what's a yesh? A yesh is an I. That's goy. What's kigoy ga? He's above being ga. He's above being aloof. He's above being soivav. That results in song. The Alter Rebbe explains a real song. The definition of a real song is the longing to transcend. Every trap, every confinement, that's what a song is. And that's the power of a song. And that's why a song is not about information. You could sing the same old song, he says, who knows how many times. If you have time on your hands. And then there's sus v'reich v'ramavayam. What's sus v'reich v'ramavayam? Sus v'reich is the horse and the rider. Have a very interesting relationship. On one hand, the horse is completely subservient to the rider. Somebody who knows how to deal with horses, somebody who has a, a relationship, a connection with horses, knows that horses are very sensitive to the one who rides the horse. And the horses go wherever you want them to go. The horses don't have a plan. The horses don't say, okay, today <coughs> we're going to this city, that city, wherever you want, the horse will go. Of course, the horse has to be fed. The horse has to have energy. You have to work within the capacity of the horses. You can't create your own fictional horse. You have to know your horse's needs. Sometimes the horse is in a difficult situation. Horses are, are emotional creatures. But if you feed the horse and you're sensitive to the horse, the horse will take you wherever you want. And the horse will also take you to places you can never get on your own. And with a swiftness and alacrity that you could never achieve on your own. Up slopes, up mountains, up hills, and down into valleys, and all with the kayach, with the gvuris asuts. This is a metaphor, he says, for Isis. Susim are called Isis. What's Pshat Isis? Every idea, every emotion we express through Isis. Isis actually are completely subservient to the idea. And I could use different Isis, like the horse can go in many different directions. The alphabet lends itself to so many different ideas. You could take Isis in so many different ways. You could read two books. One book, the Isis express a most glorious idea, and another book, the same alphabet, the same A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, etc., express uh, a profane idea. In other words, the very same Isis were manipulated and exploited in very different ways. Isis also take you to a place where you can go on your own. As he says, you can have the most powerful idea when you communicate it in words, you reach a deeper place of awareness, like the horse who takes you to places that you could never reach. That's why it's brought in Svarim, that when you're very angry, you should be quiet for a while. Because by talking about it, first of all, you may say very stupid things that you're going to regret. And also the anger increases. 
You have to be quiet. We'll, we'll revisit it. You don't have to run away. In two hours, we'll talk about it again, but you have to calm down. Not only because you could make decisions and say really hurtful things and you're going to regret it, so it's better to be quiet. The Baal Shem Tov said, when you're quiet, when you're angry, you shouldn't speak for 61 minutes. 61 minutes. Uh, go to the garage and, you know, beat the tires of your car. Go do 60 push-ups. Go jog around Muncie. Whatever it is you have to do, but just be quiet. <laughs> go watch the deer. Go do some snowballs. You could build a beautiful snowman today. But just don't talk. We have a big, we had a big snow here this week, so for those who are not lucky enough to be here, what was it, 20 inches, 15 inches? 20 plus, 20 plus inches, Gewaldek. Dibur intensifies the emotion, and Dibur expands and reveals new depths in the idea. That's the concept of a sus. How is this re- related here? Because Mamalik Alman is the Isis. It's Hashem articulating infinity in structures. Isis are structures, they're containers. On one hand, they're horses that are completely subservient. They're just containers for the light. On the other hand, they have something very powerful in them that adds something in the energy itself that's communicated, in the air that's communicated. So this was the last year we explained that well at length the whole concept of Isis, how we experience life through Isis, through language, everything is language, and that's why we experience things in a limited way, and everything becomes a defined story. So that's the whole world of Isis. And this we say, We go now back to this section of the Mimer. We say in Davening, Hashem doesn't want the strength of the horse. He doesn't desire the thighs of a person. In Ashrei we say this. Uh, not in Ashrei, in Halalukah Kitov Zamre Elekeinu, right? He wants those who fear him, who anticipate his kindness. So he says, what does this mean? What this means is, Oisiyas are connected to Gvura, Gvura Sasus. Gvura is restrictions. Gvura is tzimtzum. Lohidia livneha adam gvuraisav uchvoid hadar malchusa. Ugvurascha yidaberu. Kvoid malchuscha made a gvurascha yidaberu. Dibur oisius is a result of gvura. Hashem wants to articulate infinity into finiteness. This is what oisius do. They confer language upon reality. And this is why reality that we are aware of is based on the DNA. Living organisms are guided by DNA, which are called Isis. They are symbolic of letters, which basically require sequence and structure and organizations. And this is what allows the Machshava Achas, the Shah Achas, to enter into a world where everything is individuated and everything has its own identity. And living organisms, each one has its own sequence of DNA. This is the world of Isis. This is the world that brings, like the horse, it brings the person into places that are further, much further than he can ever reach himself. Those are the susim. It also has a power 
the power of articulation and oisius brings out deeper, deeper energies in the one who created these oisius. So this is all gvuras hasus, ugvuras chayidaberu, kvoid malchus chayimeru, lohidia levnei adam gvuraisav. For there to be bnei adam and to be maidia levnei adam, you need gvura. Ukvoid hadar malchusai. It says, Beroivam hadras melech, the beauty of the king comes through diversity. Ukvoid hadar malchusai. This is the biodiversity, which is the miracle that we experience on our planet and all the various forms of life. There's so much diversity, which is Hadar, it's the beauty of his Malchus, which all comes from Midas Hagvura, which is Simpson. And then we say, So the Alter Rebbe continues, we are now the second to the last paragraph of the Mimer, the paragraph starts, And we're holding by, The line starts, he doesn't only want, he doesn't want, he doesn't uh, uh, desire the strength of the horse. Pirush, she'enei meir chefetz Hashem begvuriz v'tzimtzumim chinez ha'isis levada. To capture the true desire of the divine, one cannot capture it only through tzimtzum, only through ha'isis. Ha'isis, language, are very important but they never give the full picture of Chefetz Hashem. And a person is B'Tzalmenu Kid Mesenu, they never give a full picture of your own desire. The moment I have Oisius to describe who I am, I'm not describing who I am. So on one level, Oisius are very revealing. On the other level, on the other hand, they're very concealing. As much as they reveal, they also conceal. They reveal because they allow us to talk about things, to articulate things. They give language. They allow for exchanges. They allow for development. They allow for our world. They allow for our lives. Look at the difference between the animal life and human life, and you understand the power of Isis, the power of communication. Because of our communication, we can create Imagine we can create imaginary realities, we can create abstract realities, and we could live by those abstract realities. The animal lives just by the physical, tangible reality. A concept of a country, a concept of a state, a concept of a nation, a people, a company, a corporation, a project, an organization, a movement, a community. <laughs> what are these things? Why do the chimpanzees don't live in the countries and continents? I mean, they do. But these types of organizations and corporations, yeah. it's all part of the abstract thinking of the human being. That's the gift of Dibur, the gift of Isis. So they create definitions which allow humans to achieve what we have achieved, Be'ezir Hashem. But as much as they reveal, they also conceal. They become the source, ultimately, of our traumas as well. Because I'm always telling stories. I'm always telling stories. That's what I explained in the last year. So you never capture the full chayfetz by staying in Isis. Or back to our discussion. Almadiz Galia is a very uh, poor version of reality. It's an important version of reality. But it's very poor in the sense that it doesn't capture the full reality. Not of you and not of anybody else. So, the real Chefetz Hashem, 
You're not going to find an Isis alone. Isis are important. The Gemara says in Yavamas, if somebody says, I only want Taira, you don't even have Taira. Because just as it's true in the world, it's also true in Taira. There's the Isis of Taira. The Isis of Taira are like the horses. It says by Matan Taira, by Kriyas Yamsav, Hashem rode, you were riding on your horses. And those are the Isis of Taira, the Isis of Tefillah. And the Isis of Taira capture the essence of Taira. And not only that, by saying the Isis of Taira like a horse, it reveals new depths in the Taira, just like by saying the Isis of Tefillah, sometimes just saying the words and putting your whole concentration into the words, the letters and the words themselves have enormous power. Nonetheless, the Gemara says, if somebody says, I only have Taira, I feel a Taira ain't like. And he's explaining this to be, if somebody only captures the Isis of Taira, the Mamala Kalalman of Taira, the diversity of Taira, the, the tangible logic that's being expressed in the Taira. So they're missing, they're missing the Alma Discasia of Taira, the, the inner core, the pure, undifferentiated divinity. He doesn't want the, the, the strength of the horse or the Ish, the thighs of the human being, which of course sits, the rider sits on the horse, and the thighs uh, are supported and support the two sides of the horse. Those two thighs which hold up the horses. And this is the perception and the thought which is necessary for words and actions. The horses represent the words, the oasis, and the actions. The shaykhiya ishes, those thoughts that fuel the words, the perception that fuels the oasis. Oasis doesn't begin with words, oasis begins with thoughts. The problem of language and the blessing of language doesn't only begin with how we talk about things, how we think about things. So what holds up the ISIS is certain machshave, certain thoughts. So even though these every ice captures a certain desire of God, but it's compromised, it's mitigated, it's limited. What's Reitzah Hashem? What do you mean Reitzah Hashem? Where do you find His true Ratzin, the true inner source of life, His true desire? B'Pnimiyusa, you find it as Yirei of Dainamishu B'Pchinas Bittl. Somebody who can go to the place of Bittl, Alma Deskasya. Moshe says, What are we? This is the Nefesh is Nispal, the Nefesh is moved. From the essence, Atzmus. So, what's the Alter Rebbe saying? There's the way reality is articulated in the world of Isis, which is amazing. That's the source of Mamalak Alman. Isis, again, is the power of language. Language confers definition on everything, but also it keeps us stuck in those definitions. As I said in last year, when it comes to relationships, we tell stories about people, and once we tell those stories, the relationship is fixed, there's no growth. Your wife told you something this morning, you process it in a certain way, your mind starts telling you a story of what she said, you define it, you put it in a box, you're upset, 
And it's a continuation of the story you said about her yesterday, a week ago, a year ago, 25 years ago, and we're stuck. What happens if I stop telling stories? What happens if I'm just open to infinite interpretations? It's hard because my mind right away loves to put language on everything, to define people. You're a moron, you're a fool, you're insecure, you're dangerous. Subconsciously, you're not doing this consciously, you're a nice guy, I know you. (laughs) Subconsciously you're doing it. You're a brat, you're a teenager, you're a brat, you're spoiled, you're rotten. Right away there's a story, there's language. It's those stories that also cause us to internalize self-shame. We tell stories about ourselves. But I told myself a story when I was three years old. When I was six, it was already confirmed 1.1 million times. By the time I'm 45, this story is happening every hour on the hour. (laughs) Every time the guy in shul looks the other way, it's part of how horrible I am. (laughs) And then when your daughter speaks up to you, tells you what she thinks, you're suddenly now in this inner trauma that's been going on for 40 years, right? It's all stories that we tell ourselves. This is where language becomes a prison. What happens if I can transcend Isis? But if you go deeper and deeper and deeper, we're talking here even in Kedusha, which is Torah and Tefillah, where Isis are Gvurasasus, and the Machshava behind is Isis are Shaykeya Ish. It's the human being riding the Sus. Doesn't mean Hashem doesn't want it. He says you don't capture the true chayfets, the pnimiyus haratzim, the true source of life. You're, you're divorcing it because you're forcing it into language. Hashem, if you want the ratzim, es yireyav. What's yireyav? Those who fear him. What does it mean? Literally, it means they're not they're not they're not obsessed with horses. They have a relationship with truth, with morality. In the ancient world, horses were everything, right? That was the major war uh, weapon resource. On a deeper level, Reitz Hashem es Yireyev. Yireyev represents the Bittl, the person who's ready to transcend Isis, who wants to go to the core of everything, where there's no definitions, there's no descriptions. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is. Moshe comes from water, you remember? Moshe is Ma. what are we? The question is, how do you have the two? So this is what he says, Sus he takes the horse, he takes the rider on the horse, Rama, he lifts them up, Bayam, into the sea. What's the sea? The sea is Moshe, V'nachnu ma, Alma deskasya. Ashir el Hashem ki sus Now, where do you usually ride a horse? In the sea or on dry land? Try to go horseback riding in the Atlantic Ocean. It's not going to work. <laughs> if you want to go to the Atlantic, take a jet ski. If you want to go horseback riding, right... You go on earthly terrain. The place of the sus is Bayabasha. Yes, there are horses that can swim, but that's not their natural environment. And they can easily drown there. They're not fish. <laughs> you submerge the horse in the water and it drowns. It's a mammal. The sus belongs Bayabasha. Sus v'raychvay. Rama vayam. Rama means he lifted up. He lifts it up. Yesh koinoi lamai. How can there be that fusion? He says it's from Atzmos Muhus, as he finishes this paragraph, and there there can be the integration. And that's where the Pasa continues. 
Hamiyachalim lechazdi, those who anticipate his kindness. Peter she'en lemchines avim etzadatzma. Li yis trukasim ladavka bayiz baruch l'ravitz simaynam bulvad. That's the idea of they anticipate his chesed. What does it mean? It means they're looking for his ahava. It means it's not that they have only love on their own. They want to connect because they're thirsty, they want meaning, they want purpose. Rather, they're waiting for his Ava. They're waiting for his chesed, for his grace. It's not that it's relevant to me in order for me to be able to fulfill myself, to be able to find meaning in my life. They're open to the gift of divine love, which transcends much more, which transcends infinitely my own yearning for purpose, my own mean, yearning for love. Because even in Avas Hashem, there's two elements. There's, I want the connection. I want the connection. It's meaningful. It's purposeful. I'm thirsty. I want it. So this is still, the person is confined in a very deep, limited space, I need, I want. Is ask not what God can do for you. Ask what you can do for God. Ask not what your spouse can do for you. Ask what you can do for your spouse. Ask not what your children can do for you. Ask what you can do for your children. is I await, and I'm looking for chazdoi, his his ahava. What does it mean? I'm looking for his ahava. I'm not just looking to connect because it's my thirst. It, it it's my experience. It's my ava. Hamayachalim lechaz doy. V'zel sus v'roich v'ramavayam. Pirush. Shabchines ha'oisis diburam achshava. Oisis are represented by speech, but they always begin by thoughts. Because you also think in a language. You don't only speak in a language. You think in a language. Language doesn't begin in speech. People think that's the case. It's not true. You either think in English or in Yiddish or in Hebrew or in Russian or Portuguese or Danish, whatever it is. Your language, French, Italian, Ladino maybe, Espresso, but you think in a language. Machshava is the beginning of Dibur. Always. Just like you write in a language. You think in a language, then you communicate in a language. Doing the machshava and dibur is, in machshava it's more subtle, it's less tangible. You can cover a lot of subjects in a minute. <laughs> Excuse me. You could cover a lot of subjects swiftly, but it's still the world of Isis. And when we think, we think about things, we're, we're stuck in the world of Isis. Thank you. And dibur comes from there. So he says, Sus, what's sus? That's the source of Almadiz Galia. The word ois comes from the word asabaiker, which means it articulates, it brings forth. What is oisius in Chsidis? What is the core of oisius? It articulates soiviv in memale. That's its grace and that's its korban. <laughs> It's graces, it articulates, it defines, 
It creates gvura and tzimtzum. What's tzimtzum? Tzimtzum is restrictions, containers, structures. Language gives structure. Language is kalim. Kalim reveals the oil. It conceals it as well. That's the source of Almadiz Galia. DNA, divine DNA. I hope you're getting this. It's very, very powerful. The divine DNA, that's the mucker of Almadiz Galia. That's the source for Almadiz Galia. It's that the divine, absolute, infinite, undifferentiated energy assumes language. Ba'asara ma'amoros nivra Bidvar Hashem Shamayim why Basarim Amaris Nivra What's Asarim Amaris Nivra Ten sayings. That's the source of the whole Almadiz Galia. That's why there's Almadiz Galia. There's a world that's identified. Identified objects, identified realities, identified existences. That's the world of Isis. That's why all real music, real song, real meditation, Suki de Zimri and Davening. It's all to help you go out of the world of Isis. That Isis should become a channel rather than a trap. We don't have anything against Isis. <laughs> we love Isis. It's when Isis become a prison. I'm stuck in Isis. There's nothing outside of the Isis. I can't transcend the Isis. So this pencil is a pencil. I lose the curiosity of the child who looks at the pencil and doesn't have a name, and therefore he could stare at it for three hours. Maybe it's a tree. That's why before we drink, we say this blessing, which, what's the blessing saying? It's not water. It's not coffee. Baruch Atah Hashem Elekeinu Melech HaOilam Sha'akal Until we got the coffee. Until we got to the coffee. In other words, this one coffee bean is triggering such profound awareness. How does that happen? How can a coffee bean... It's a coffee bean. You make a coffee. You filled up a cup of apple juice or water. You ate a plum. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't reduce that plum to ices. Plum, that's it. You, fi- you, you just destroy the plum. Baruch, Ata, Hashem, Eleikeinu, Melech, Ha'olam, Boire, Priyets. He went through a ganzestalschloss over there <laughs> for this plum. Because this is not a stupid plum. It's not even a simple plum. On one level, it's a simple plum, but there's layers upon layers upon layers, even from a botanical perspective. Never mind from a spiritual perspective. So the mucker of Amadeus Galia is Isis. So that, so he says, the Baltanya says, Isis is Dibura Machshava. So Susvira the horse. And the rider of the horse. The horse is the Isis Adibur. The rider of the horse is the Isis Amachshava. Gvura Sasus Shaykiya Ish. Rama Vihigbiya Atpchinis Yamu Almadiz Gaskasya. He lifted up Suzvirachvoy into the Yam. He aligned Almadiz Galya with Almadiz Kasya. Is it possible that I should walk in the sea, which became dry land? In other words, that in my daily reality of Isis, of language, in my individuated self, I'm not walking on dry land. I'm walking in the Yam. I'm retaining the full connection with infinity, even 
as I am on dry land. That's Kriyas Yamsov. Rama, he lifted it up from Yesh to Sha'achas. Bayam in the Yam. How? But how? You just the whole mind is saying it's a paradox. You know why Sus Vedech when I'm a Vayam? Because Goy Go, what's Goy Go? Sha'atuhu Hashem Levadecha, Kula Kameka Loy Chashiv Lafon of Kachashech, Kaded Amadis Kashiv Amadis Gal Yeshava. We go back to Atohu Hashem Levadecha. Ato is Mamale. Who is Saiviv? Hashem Levadecha. Hashem is Hashem Himself. Darkness is like light, light is like darkness. Yam and Yabashup can be fused into oneness. Just as God can't be defined by finiteness, he also can't be defined by infinity. If you remember the Maimer Basi Lagani that we learned a few weeks ago, at length, the Ramak, the Balshemtiv, the Balatanya, a love of about Shemus, we daven Tashem, not to his middas. If a love is the Sherish Hakalim, the Balshemtiv, a love is the Sherish Ha'iris. Kav, Rishimu, and then the Alter Rebbe says, a love is Atzmos, which is ultimately the synthesis of Iris and Caleb, explained at length in the Maimarim of Basi Lagani, Tavshin Chafalov. V'lechein hafach yam liyabasha. It says in Tehillim, fascinating capital in Tehillim, the Pasuk says, hafach yam liyabasha, benohar yavru beregel, sham nismechaboy. He turned the sea into dry land. In the river they crossed by foot. There we rejoiced with them. This is Tehillim, I believe, Samaches. What is the meaning of this Pasuk? Now we'll understand. He took Yam and made it Yabasha. He didn't take Yam and left it Yam. He took Yam and he turned Yam into Yabasha. In the river they crossed by foot. This is how the psalmist describes Kriyas Yamsa. There we rejoiced with him. What's Pshat? There we rejoiced with him. What's boy? Over there we celebrated him. The Atzmus, Atzmus itself. Because Kriyas Yamsa always comes. It's a reflection of Atzmus. And this is what it means to live with Atzmus. Live with Atzmus means I don't live in Amadeus Kassia only and I don't live in Amadeus Galia only. I can live in the, in the paradox between, in the, in the, I could live in the tension that exists between them because ultimately I transcend that tension and paradox by revealing the oneness. But here you should be asking a big question. Was said about the Egyptians, not about the Jews. And it's not a complimentary statement. He took the horse and he took the rider and he hurled into the sea. Here the Altarebbe turned it into a Gavaldika Simcha. I hope that you were asking that question when we learned If not, you have to start over all you have to start all over again if you didn't have that question. is the punishment of the Egyptians. It's not the it's not the positive part that happened to the Jewish people. So the Alter Rebbe continues. However, there's one more aspect here. Whenever you talk about this part of infinity, suddenly the enemy comes and says, I want part of the booty. We continue. Amar Oyev, 
remember? Omar Oyev Erdoif Asig Achalik Shalal Timlaymer Nafsharik Harbiter Shemiyadi. The enemy said, Erdoif, I'm going to pursue Asig, I will reach them. Achalik Shalal, I'll divide the booty of the Jewish people among the Egyptians. Timlaymer Nafshi, my soul will be satiated from the spoil, from the booty. This is what the enemy says. Peter Shegam Akum Reutzim Lias Yenikasam Vachizasam Misham. Also the Akum, the idolaters, want to get nurture and life from that space. You know why? Since Hashem, by Hashem, light and darkness are equal. And the horse and the rider are in the sea. And it's beyond Oisius. Even the horse and the rider go into the sea. Ooh. So if darkness is like light, if Hashem is not defined by infinity, and finiteness and infinity could come together. He's also not defined by good and evil. Darkness and light are exactly the same. So Omar, Oyev, Erdif, we also want part of the party. If you're talking about in the world of Isis, fine. Memalek Kalalman, there's a difference between Kedusha and Klip. Those that are Kalim for Kedusha and those that are not Kalim. Because the divine energy is, is confined in Kalim, in Isis. So there's DNA of holiness and there's DNA of unholiness. There's Isis of Torah, there's Isis of Tefillah, and there's Isis of a different, there's Elashon Hara Isis. It's also Isis, but it's different Isis. Once you're telling me that Kriyas Yamzov, we're going to the place that transcends limits, where darkness is light, and that's why there can be the fusion. So the Alter Rebbe says, Oh, Omar, oh yeah. So the enemy says, I'm also Amechutten. Why are you excluding me? If you're not defined by anything, so I can also come into the picture. What do you have with the Jews? That's the deeper pshat that Mechilta says that during Kriyas Yamsuf, angels were saying, why, 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 why are you contrasting between the two? It's not so simple. Why are you choosing them over them? That's why the Tehillim continues. We know, go back to that capital in Tehillim. So the Tehillim continues. And Dr. Rebbe now does hear this long Pasuk. I'm going to tell you the Pasuk so you should just understand what he's saying. This Dr. Rebbe says as follows. The Pasuk continues. Let me tell you the whole Pasuk. After it says, The Tehillim says, Moshel begvurasai oilam. Einov bagoyim titspena hasoyredim al yarumu lamoisela. Quote, with his might he rules the world. His eyes oversee the nations. Einov bagoyim titspena, like tsofe. His eyes see, observe the nations. Hasoyredim, the rebellious ones, al yarumu lamoisela. They will not exalt themselves ever. Why is this pasuk coming in right here? But now we understand the depth. After we know So the enemy says, I'm also a machutin. So Al-Tarebbe says, his eyes see the nations. The rebellious ones, they can't uplift themselves. They will not exalt themselves ever. 
the same word, sus v'roichvoi, Rama v'ayam. Remember Rama? He picked up the sus, Rama. It doesn't say Yara. Later in the Shira it says Yara, which means he casts. Here it says Rama, which means he lifts up. He didn't lift them up, he threw them into the sea. So literally we say he lifted them up to throw them into the sea. The Alter Rebbe is explaining what's Rama. He lifted up Almudis Galian to Almudis Kasir, Rama Bayam. So this Pasuk now says Al Yarumu. They want to be part of the Rama, the Al Yarumu. What's Pshat? It says Rama Bayam. So he says, She'en la'akum Yisraim Muzu. The idolaters, the Egyptians, couldn't experience this Yisraim Muzu. God did it. Rama, he picked them up, Talmudis Kasir. Like we say in davening in the morning, the water covered those who oppressed the Jewish people. When they were thrown into the water, they disappeared. They drowned. They were submerged. They couldn't walk through the water. From this state, they only experienced descent. As we say in Hallel, he's bringing in here all the psuk, a lot of psukim of rum. Ramal Kalgoyim Hashem Hashem is completely above them. They can't experience it. So when this came out, actually, this was the reason that they fell. What's the reason? What's why? The Jews walk in the dry land in the water. Why? So the Pasuk says, because the water became a wall on the right and on the left. Now that's superfluous. Could have just said, they walked through the water, the water dried up. We understand that the water went to the sides. Why does the Torah emphasize, if you say the water split, the sea split, and it became dry land. Obviously, there was a wall on the right and a wall on the left. We don't think that the whole yam disappeared forever. It doesn't say that. It came back. Why does the Torah say, So the He said in the beginning of the Maimon, if you remember, that the world stands on three things. And that's when he went into the whole idea of avoid carbonus. There was a fire that came down. And in Tefillah, it's the idea that you bring the Nefesh Bahamas into the fire, and then there's a fire that comes down, which is Baruch HaTah, Almedes Kassin, Talmudis Galia, which is the Avoid of the Kayanim, which is silent, but it's followed by the Avoid of the Levim, who sing, which is Pesukah de Zimra. So now the Alter Rebbe says, the world stands on three things. Shubchin is Yom and Ismail. Torah, represents two columns. There's the right side, and there's the left side. Because you have Avoid, Avoid, which is Gvura, Avoid, which is working on yourself, transcending yourself. And then you have the concept of Gvilas Chasadim, which is Chesed. So he says, You know why the Jewish people could walk through the water? Because they had the water as a Chayma, and that's the Torah, Avoid Gvilas Chasadim, Shubchinas Yeminu Smail, V'Yisrael Olu B'Machshava, and the Jewish people ascend in Hashem, as Machshava the Medrash says, which means, they are rooted in the Machshava Achaz. That's why we say before every mitzvah that through the mitzvah he actually sanctified us. You become sublimated and part of Kaidash Ha'alyan. Kaidash Ha'alyan means Hashem's inner Kedusha. That's where their soul is from. That's where they come from. It's aligning themselves with their true posture. And their spirit, their longing to go up is what creates a ruach from above, like Kamayim Hapanam Lapanim, or Lakach Etzlam Sus Verech Veramavayam Valch Beyabasha.
That's why by then he could take the sus and the roich boy and lift it up into the yam and they could walk in dry land. But as the Pasuk says in Tehillim, the rebellious ones can't experience this Reimamus. What is the Balatanya teaching us here? When Almadis Galya meets up Almadis Kasya, what happens? Two things can happen. Either you have Kriyas Yamsuf and now you're walking in the sea, or you drown. <laughs> Two things can happen. What does it depend on? It depends on who you are. And that's the idea. What does Bittl do? And this is true in each of our lives. What what is Bittl? Is Bittl self-destruction? Or is Bittl sublimation? It depends. If you think that you're egotistical, and you think that you're you're, uh, arrogant and you think that you're pompous, and you think that you're separate from God, so then Bittles destroys you. <laughs> you. You drown, you're not here anymore. But if you understand that you're so then Bittles liberates you, it sets you free. What's the trauma of a narcissist? I'm afraid that if I'm not narcissistic, I'm going to die. So I have to be narcissistic. Because my eye is very traumatized, it's very small. Whenever your eye is tiny, you can't create space for a larger eye because it's death. And that's really what all of anger is. So many of our wounds are based on the fact that I see myself as so small. And therefore, if I create any space for you, I'm going to (laughs) die. My brain doesn't let me do it. My brain goes into this petty orbit where I have to be angry, I have to be upset, I have to be vindictive, I have to be vengeful. Why? For me, the alternative is suicide. So this is the Moira Dikavart now. For the Mitzrim, if you throw them in Talmud Eskasi, it's death. You know when Bittl becomes liberating? When you have the Mayim Chaiminim Mesmoilim. When you have Taira Avoide Gemilas Chsadim. In other words, your life is aligned with divinity. When you understand that that your Shayrish Hanashama is what? That you are Bittl, the Bistashtik Bittl. Liberation begins when you let go of holding on to that individuated I and believing that that's the whole story of who you are. So then when you're uplifted to Almadiskasya, you're uplifted to Almadiskasya. But what if you're living in the world of Mitzrayim? Mitzrayim is Mitzorim Agvulim. You're limited, you're petty. Now, you take me, you throw me into the Yam, what happens? I'm gone. I'm done, I'm finished. There's nothing left of me. Echad mehem Like the Chassidus Chabat says, what's Echad mehem It doesn't mean one of them was not left over. It means the Echad in them was Loinoiser. They didn't have an Echad. If you're not connected to Echad, Loinoiser, there's nothing left. Echad mehem There was no echad. So that's why he says, Hafach yam liyabash. Atzmos transforms the yam to the yabash. Sham nismichaboy. Comes pari and says, Ooh, by God, everything is, everything is equal, yeah? Everything is equal. I also want Amar Ayyavar Defasik Echalik Shalom. says, It's the opposite. Of course, Hashem, everything is equal. Chasheich is equal like Eira. But the person has to be able to be open to that truth. <laughs> 
You can't take God and reduce him to your abusive self and your dysfunctionality and say, oh, everything is equal. So therefore, if I'm destructive or I'm not destructive, if I'm kind or I'm narcissistic, if I'm selfless or I'm selfish, it's all the same thing. Means I don't limit Hashem into any reality. I could be one within every reality, but I have to want to be one. <laughs> I have to be able to want to be one. That's the contrast. Ramal kol goyim Hashem. When the Mitzri experiences the to be uplifted, for one person being uplifted means you carry to extraordinary heights. For another person, it spells their death. You understand? You could take a person and uplift them to great places. For one person, it's the beginning of a new life. And for the other person, it's the end of everything. Because I have no say, where am I over there? And the mitzri inside of me will not want to do that. Don't take me to Almadis Gasya. I live in Almadis Galia. And the reason I live in Almadis Galia is because I'm not connected to Almadis Gasya. Because my Almadis Galia becomes traumatized. It's not the divine DNA anymore. It's the DNA that ultimately becomes distorted into the machshava and dibur and oisius, where I become completely disassociated from the true flow. Because in, in Kedusha, everything is connected. Alma Deskasya flows into Alma Desgalia. There's a flow. You don't stop the Torah. You don't cut the windpipes. You have to have the oxygen flow. You have to have the circulation that goes from Alma Deskasya to Alma Deskalia. Then but but Bagoyim Titspena So when Hashem takes Sus from Paray and Rama, he lifts it up to the Yam, what happens? But by the Jew, and we're talking here even the Jew inside of you and the Mitzri inside of you, this Kelzar what happens? What happens is you become alive. <laughs> you become fully alive. This concludes the Maimer, at least one layer of the Maimer, Az Yashir of Parshas B'Shalach. And I'll take a few questions. I'm going to wish you all a beautiful day, a beautiful Shabbos. Shabbos, we have our regular schedule. Next week, there will not be classes. I'm going to be away, probably. So next week, the Monday and the Tuesday and the Thursday will not be next week. Be'ezer Hashem, we will resume the week afterwards. For the exact schedule of all the classes, if you go to the homepage of theyeshiva.net, you could see there's a green bar in the middle of the page, and the green bar gives the schedule of all the upcoming classes so you don't miss anything. So if there's any change ever, it's announced over there, so you can... uh, you can you can see it all there. Okay, let's see what's happening in the world of the questions. Wasn't, Chat. It wasn't, it wasn't partial, simply the result. The result of them not being able to handle it. Huh? It was the result of them not being able to handle it. Who the Egyptians? Yeah. The Egyptians, yeah. It's like it's like uh, when, it's like it's like the sunlight blinds you. Is that the way birds birds only need one simon for shita because they're more connected to the oneness? Even though they're still yesh, yeah, that's the point. Nefesh asichlas. What is Pnimius referring to? Is it referring to Hashem or the person? You mean when he says Pnimius Ritzayna, he means Hashem. Shemei Cheftzei Ritzayna. Yeah. 
I, I think he's talking about Hashem. That's how, that's how I understood it. Was this the error of Shapsi Tzvi and his followers who really could not see beyond the small eye? You have to explain what you mean when you're mentioning Shapsi Tzvi here. You said Psalm 68. It wasn't Psalm 68. It was Psalms 66. Thank you. I stand corrected. Kapitel Samach. Kapitel Samach Vav. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. What, what he's saying, he's referring to the general concept that in order to be able to experience the Yamsuf and remain intact, it's because you have Torah, you have Avoida, you have Gemilus Chsadim. You know what? I'll give you a very practical example from the 1960s. Rabbi Aaron can elaborate upon this because he knows this very well. In the 1960s, there was a tremendous trend in America, right? People wanted to jump into Almadiskasya. Free love, right? Imagine, imagine, you remember, imagine no boundaries, no nations, no religion. The world will be as one. It was like this utopia, right? You keep your hair long and, you know, you fight the government and you're just like, you're, you're a free spirit, and it touched millions of youth. So we like to say, oh, just a bunch of wild kids who didn't want responsibility and didn't want to graduate and get a normal job to manufacture pencils or sell real estate in Manhattan. But that's not true. The Rebbe used to say in the 60s that there is an awakening of the youth who are looking for Emmas. But to put it in the words of this mimer, they're looking for Amadiskasia. But what happened to many of them? You jump in Talmud Eskasi, you don't come out. <laughs> Your brains either get fried with drugs or there's too much intimacy without boundaries. There's no way of, of synthesizing your prophetic and spiritual visions with the reality of daily life, which is Talmud you know, going to work, building a family, Isis. What, what does that? That's Yiddishkeit. That's Halacha. That's Torah Avedim Milas Chasadim. is the structure that allows your posture to be the interlacing link between heaven and earth. Shabbos, Yom Tif, It's about boundaries, yeah? I can't go shopping on Shabbos. It's boundaries. But it's the boundaries that allow you to be able to connect different worlds. That's the power of halacha. So Chaim Amiminim and Mesmailim represents Ramach Mitzvah Sese, Shasam Mitzvah Loisese, Yemin Mekareves, Smol Doicha, Chesed, Gvura. In other words, the elements of Yiddishkeit are a Chesed, Mitzvah Sese, Gemilas Chasadim is an example. Originally you were saying that Avoidah itself... Right, yeah. So generally it says like this, that Torah is Kav HaMtsoi, Avoidah is Kav HaSmoil, and Gemilas Chasadim is Kav HaYemin. But here the focus is not right, middle, and center. Here the focus is minimum asmoilam. Basically, Yiddishkeit has these two elements. There's the elements of Yiddishkeit that are chesed, love, kindness, generosity, benevolence. And then there's the elements of Yiddishkeit that are small doicha. This is asr, this is forbidden, this is not for me. The laws of tzniyaz, the laws of yichud, the laws of taras laws of shabbos, all the mitzvahs loisaseh, and versus mitzvah essay. 
that chayma, that fortress, because they had that chayma, therefore they could walk in the Yam Bayabasha. The Mayim became a chayma because they had that component which aligns them. First of all, it creates structure. More importantly, it aligns them. It's Teirah Mitzvahs, which is Kedusha Kedusha Elyon. It it brings them into a relationship with Atzmos. Because Teirah Mitzvahs, this is Hashem's inner Ratzon. Because it's Teirah Mitzvahs, Hashem's inner Ratzon. So therefore, they could live in the Yam and the Yabasha together. Because they have that Nakuda. Hasoyedim, who don't have Teirah, Right? So their chiyus only comes from seder hishtalshlus. What does it mean? Their chiyus only comes from seder hishtalshlus. They're not rooted in the source of infinity. They're not. They're not open. Let's put it this way. They're not open to be able to be rooted in the source of infinity. So now you throw me into the yam, and then I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the concept of Gula is that the whole world will be transformed. We're talking here about the Egyptians as a paradigm of somebody who's living in a very, uh, in a very self-contained, petty space. That's what the example I gave. Narcissistic people feel that if they don't get angry at their spouses constantly, they won't live. They don't even do this consciously. They're so traumatized from not having a place in existence that they have to protect their pettiness at all expenses. And if you throw them into a sea of oneness, it's death. Even though the truth is, it's life. <laughs> One person you could lift up and give him elikus, and he comes to life. And the other person is like, get me out of here. What does it depend on? It depends on if, you, if your soul, if you can experience the alignment of your soul, with that bittel, with that oneness. If I can't, if I'm cut off, then I'm frightened. Or to put it this way, if, if I'm already alive, then I can become more alive. But if for me life, what is for me life, in my experience, is really death. So if you throw me into life, I'm going to die. There's a lot to say about this. There's no halacha. What halacha does is it translates grand visions into the real world. Or to put it this way, halacha is the fusion between Almadeskasi and Almadesgalia because it's the Kayacha Atmos. Halacha, like always, can also be a trap. If you don't understand what halacha is, it can become a very confining experience. Halacha comes from the word halicha, which means movement. Halacha has to always be in a state of movement. You understand, right? I was never badly affected by halacha, Thank God you weren't affected badly. Some people... It's usually explained that psukhidazim is related to mamalakalam, and suddenly here in the Maimur it's connected to atzmos. Or is it the ability to relate to atzmos through mamale? Very good question, very good question. Very good question. Yeah, he's asking that usually we say Psukha de Zimra deals with the Bria, which is Mamali. Psukha de Zimra, we speak about Hashem as a creator, and we speak about nature. You know, we speak about the fire, and we speak about the snow, and we speak about the rain, and we speak about mammals, and beasts, and birds, and insects. Psukha de Zimra is the celebration of nature as God's world. We speak about frost, and ice, and and snow, and that's all Mamalakalam. And then here he says in the Mamma, the Psukha de Zimra is the Nigin. 
It's the nigun which is related to atzmos. It seems to me that that exactly is the point. That Sukkot Zimra is not just the words of Mamalek Alman, but it's the song which ultimately is the longing to be able to align Mamale with Saiviv and with Atzmas. You speak about music according to the way you explain the meaning of a song composed by a tzaddik. Would it be correct to educate children to refrain from listening to music from sources, even Jewish music, that are not rooted in the consciousness of tzaddikim? Uh, Generally, music has a very powerful impact on people. We all know that. And the author and the composer of a song, his or her soul is imprinted in that song. That's what I spoke about last time. There's no question about that. (laughs) What would a nameless reality look like? How would it help us in the real world? Can it really help us in a place of real evil and pain? Are you advocating for us to live in delusion and deny reality? And if not, then who cares that this reality exists? Is it just about, if it's just about a raisin or a cup, that's fine. But they don't do evil. But for other people, wouldn't that be naive? I like you. Whoever wrote this question, I like you. I mean, I like all of you, but I like whoever wrote this question. Very good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're saying, you know, it's all very nice, Torah, but tell the person of the Holocaust not to give names. Like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're exper- they experienced abuse, physical, emotional. It's all it's very nice to say, oh, this is not a cup. <laughs> This is not a pencil, it's not a raisin, it's like, who cares? This is a real world where you were hurt. So Rabbi Daniel here, from Eretz Yisrael, so he has the wisdom of Eretz Yisrael. So you have the wisdom of Manchester. <laughs> Manchester has unique wisdom as well. Every place in the world produces wisdom. Yes, but the Medrash says, you know, ain't so there's a special Torah in Eretz Yisrael, you know. So in any case, Reb Daniel says that Viktor Frankl, who was an Auschwitz survivor and wrote a book, Man's Search for Meaning, discusses exactly that, that the Germans, Yemach Shemam, took away, could take away from a person everything. The only thing they could not take away from him is how he's going to view himself and the events and how he's going to react to the horrific, horrific experiences. So it's so important, and 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 he says that's what it really. He says and he says and that's what saved him. That's really what saved him. Hakol In other words, the only thing I am I am in control over is my reaction. Of course, the pain is a reality, and 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 to advocate a person to deny it and to deny that there's evil and there's pain is of course ludicrous and doesn't help anybody, and most importantly, allows perpetrators to continue doing what they're doing. We have to stand up to evil, and combat evil, and ultimately obliterate evil. And in our own life, we have to be able to acknowledge the pain, and create space for the pain, and have compassion for the pain, and do whatever we can to heal, and of course to avoid such pain in the future, and to stand up to bullies and perpetrators of abuse or pain in any form and any sort. 
that's obvious. I think the the way I the way I understand it is, and this is what Rabbi Daniel just said. I cannot tell somebody else what the meaning of their pain is. I can say, oh, it's good, it's wonderful, it's not real, it's not so deep, you can go beyond it, it's going to make you better. That's, uh, that's ridiculous. Every person really has to be able to open themselves up to what it means in their life. But I think the message that we're saying here is not that there's no pain, but that the stories we tell ourselves about the pain and the reason for the pain and the consequences of the pain can often cause the perpetrator to take full control over our lives till the end of our lives. And that, in a way, is as tragic as the pain itself. For the person who was abused, that abuse itself is horrific. What's equally horrific is that the abuser now owns my story. Don't you see the pain in that? Not only did you use my body in inappropriate ways, but now you own my story. You're the one who's controlling my brain. You're the one who's defining how I think about myself every day. Don't give him that victory. That's what the Mimer is saying. The Mimer is not saying deny your pain. Chas v'sholem. The Mimer is saying don't give him that victory. The Balatanya is saying don't let him or her be the one who narrates your story in your brain. You become the narrator of your story. And who is the you? Who is this you? What often happens is, I define the abuse, I blame myself, or even if I don't blame myself, but it teaches me about my limitations, or my shlemazolas, or my ineptness, or my bad mazel, or it teaches me about my destiny, or it teaches me about what a loser I am, and it tells me that I'm full of shame, all subconsciously. So who owns me now? Who owns me? It's the language that I have been using to describe this experience that really feeds in to the mindset of the perpetrator. He is the one who owns my story and that is as horrific as the abuse because that abuse is continuing every single day. Even 30 years after the abuse, I am still a prisoner and I am a prisoner to my own mind, to my own mindset. That's what we're talking about language. Of course there is the pain. Do you remember what I spoke last week about animals when the, when, when, when the, when the um, uh, I spoke about the zebra or the impalo and, and it, it's bit by the cheetah and it, it, but it gets away or it freezes and the cheetah goes away, the tiger goes away, the leopard lioness goes away. What does the animal do? The animal stands there, shakes it off, shakes for a while, finishes shaking, goes back to the herd, nothing ever happened. You know why? The animal didn't turn it into a story. The animal was hurt. It didn't become, I must be an idiot. My mother never liked me. (laughs) I'm a nerd. I'm a shmata. God hates me. The world hates me. I have no future. The animal doesn't do that. It hurt. Shake it off. And if you can kill your predator, kill your predator. (laughs) Or, Or imprison your predator. Bring your predator to justice. No question. He doesn't kill other people. 
Don't be in denial. But don't give him the control over your life. Excellent question. Yeah. It's your own self-talk. It's your own machshavos, which is your own self-talk. It's the language that we confer upon things. And we and sometimes that language is glorious. Like Isis HaTayra, Isis HaTfilah. Sometimes that language is, is complete distortion. Sometimes that language is somewhere in the middle. But it's always a limit. Loi bigvuras asosiechbots, loi besheke yishirtsa. Yeah. My advice to this person is you got to change the self talk. And you have to open yourself up not to ignore the pain, not to ignore the pain. On the contrary, you will actually feel the pain more. You know why? Because it's going to be raw pain. I want to tell you something now deep. The stories we tell is because we want to run away from the pain. Because we don't feel that we could face the pain. I feel the pain is going to destroy me. The shame is going to destroy me. So I tell stories to contextualize it and make me deal with it. In other words, if I could say that I'm destined to be a loser or God hates me or the world hates me or my, my life doesn't mean much anyway or I don't deserve any better, okay. When I stop telling stories about the pain, I could face the pain. And you know what I learned? I learned that I could survive it. I'm larger than it. And I'm set free. Not because it doesn't hurt. It actually hurts more. Because I don't need to cover it up and contextualize it and put language on it. I can actually look at it without any strings attached. And I realize that I could contain it. I feel it acutely. I probably will start crying. And this river of tears will will come over me, but it will wash away all those stories and I'll just be able to stare the pain in the eyes and not flinch and experience it fully and actually let it go. Let go the need of all the stories and I become a free person. That's really what happens. That's really what happens. Yeah, not be afraid. Not be afraid of yourself and your pain and not, be af- not feel the need to right away self-talk everything and, and really be able to say, I'm not going to go there now. Kriyas Yamsuf is a revelation of the hidden. All of creation is a revelation of the hidden from absolute unity which contained all diversity and differentiation and potential that began a process of revelation. The same goes for the continuous parallel revelation of the infinite layers of the onion, of Teresh HaBiksav and Teresh HaBalpeh. This process continues and we bring it all together. It's true about creation. It's true about giving over the divine will via Torah through specific letters and words. Letters are imperfect. When it comes to describing or communicating the infinite, any tool or medium will necessarily be imperfect. Letters are imperfect, but it's the best that we have. That's how we have access. Even Hashem didn't create creation with his thoughts, but he concentrated his thoughts into very specific letters and words. Letters and words translate the infinite into the finite. In that sense, they help us articulate reality, but we have to know that they also help us conceal reality. The beginning of an ego starts with one's name. When we receive a name and we mature and we identify with it, it separates us from others. So why are we given names? Maybe better never to give a name. 
It stunts the growth of ego. And let's remain part of the entirety of mankind and of the cosmos. It's a good question. And the answer is because we're given names, because Almadiz Galia is real. <laughs> it's real. It's part of the plan. It's, it's authentic. We're given a name. Identity is important. You matter. Life is a powerful play, and you can contribute your verse. What will your verse be? Is this the reason why by Matan Torah, God put the mountain over our head? By the Yam, we went through and the water split. At Matan Torah, we didn't go through a split mountain. It was all over our head. It's an interesting comparison. Okay, that's a whole other discussion. Kafalem Harkegigis. We once learned a Maimer, right? Purim. Alter Rebbe says in the Purim Maimer, Megillus Esther, that Kafalem Harkegigis is his Galus Avel Yoyin. It was an overwhelming love. When the Maimer says Tassus, look at the Torah Tazriya, he discusses it as well. I wish everybody a beautiful day. Great questions. Thank you for being here with us. It's an honor and a privilege to have each and every one of you here with us. May we be able to remember Kriyas Yamsev each day and not just remember it, but really breathe it into our lives to be able to fuse our Almadiz Galia and our Almadiz Galia even when you are seemingly stuck in whatever you are confronting at that moment you have an open channel to the infinity of every situation even if you can't wrap your brain around it this class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net please help us continue the classes make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.